You've heard today's scripture reading from Job chapter 42, and the title of today's sermon is The Real Restoration. The Real Restoration. Well, we did it. We made it all the way through the book of Job. I want to thank you for joining with me on this journey over the past five weeks as we've studied this book. If you've never read through the book of Job before, I can't help but wonder if you were surprised by the way the book ended. And if you have read through the book of Job before, or if you knew how the book ended, I can't help but wonder, have you ever been disappointed at the way the book of Job ended. I ask those questions because really throughout the book of Job, there's been one primary point that has been communicated over and over again to the reader, and that's that you cannot manipulate God. You can't do one thing and always expect God to do something else in response. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Oftentimes, good things happen to bad people. And so it's really strange as we get to the end of the book of Job and find out that everything works out just fine for Job if the point has been all along is that sometimes things don't always work out just fine for good people. If I had my druthers, I would rather that Job not receive full restoration at the end of the book. Because if it's not going to happen all the time, then I wish it wouldn't happen here in this representative book of our faith. Because if you read this book and you see that everything works out for Job, and then you wonder, well, why doesn't it work out for me? That could become problematic. Whereas if you read the book and it ended after verse 6 in chapter 42, with Job repenting but still uh, in dust and ashes, then we might say, well, when it doesn't work out for me, I understand. And yet, while we may not always have all of our fortunes restored when we endure struggles and hard times in life, the truth is, in our biblical text today, uh, Job's fortunes are restored. And yet, I wonder, is the restoration that appears to be present at first glance the real restoration? that we're supposed to glean from the text. And so I'd like for us to spend a few moments looking at the ways in which Job restored, was restored and see if there is maybe another level or layer of restoration that might be the real restoration for us today. The first thing that we see here in Job chapter 42, when he has repented to God and begins to receive restoration, is that his brothers and his sisters and his friends and, in fact, everyone who ever knew him come back around. 
They've knocked on his door. They've gone into his home. They're sitting around his table. They're breaking bread and they're eating bread. Uh, We're told that they are sympathetic to Job, that they begin to comfort Job. We're even told that they give Job money and rings. And it seems as if maybe this is part of Job's restoration. But can you imagine a scenario that when Job is now once again surrounded by all of his brothers and all of his sisters and all of his friends and everyone who ever knew him, can you imagine Job wondering to himself, where were you when my life was in complete shambles? Why weren't you there when I was suffering and when I felt isolated and alone? Why is it that only now, after I've patched things up with God, after my wealth and my possessions and and my status is becoming back to me, why only now are you with me? I could imagine a scenario when after this restoration of family and friends that Job is sitting there remembering their unfaithfulness to him. And so maybe the real restoration that's happening here is that even as Job is sitting around with his brothers and his sisters and everyone that he has ever known, he realized is that while they may be there now, they were not always there for him. But God was. Even though God was silent, God was nevertheless present. Even though Job couldn't imagine what God was up to or what God was going to do, God was nevertheless up to something and working for good in Job's life. Maybe that's the real restoration that occurred when his brothers and sisters and friends returned. Well, the second thing that we learn about in our scripture lesson this morning is that all of Job's possessions return. And not only do they return, they returned in twice the number. So now he has twice as many donkeys, twice as many oxen, twice as many camels. Uh, He is richer than he ever was before. But you see, Job, Maybe that might have been the restoration that we're supposed to glean from this text. But maybe the real restoration was as Job marveled at all of these possessions that had been returned to him. And now that he even had more than he had before, maybe the real restoration for Job was having now been mindful that while he's got all of these possessions, he learned that he could live without them. He learned that he could go through life without the possessions and the material wealth that he had enjoyed before. Maybe the real restoration had occurred is that even when he did not have livestock, even when he did not have wealth and possessions, he still had God. God was silent, but God was present. God had a plan and God was at work in Job's life. Maybe that was the real restoration.
The third thing that we're told in this text is that Job's family was restored. Now, you can imagine that losing all of your possessions was tough, but that can't compare to losing your family. We're told that Job receives 10 new children. Is that the restoration that Job was supposed to receive? While I'm sure that Job was grateful that he has 10 more children, I believe with every fiber of my being that Job's heart still sorrowed and hurt at the 10 children that he had lost. He had nurtured those children and loved those children and sought to protect those children and to grow them and raise them in the ways of the Lord. And yet they perished. And so while Job did receive ten more children, those children didn't replace the children that he lost. I'm not sure that that's the restoration that Job received or that we are meant to see that Job received. Instead, I think the real restoration was that in spite of Job's horrific loss, of his children, God was still there. God was sometimes silent, but God was still very much present. If those things are the real restoration, then I'm okay with the book of Job ending the way that it did. Because it reminds us is that even though some of our friends will leave us and forsake us. And even though some of our family won't be there for us when we need them. God is there. And even though we may regain some of our fortunes. And even though we may uh, get a return of our possessions and our wealth. What the situation like Job endured and what many of us might endure reminds us is that even when we don't have those things, that God is with us and that God is at work in and through us. And even if we are restored in some ways and in some things that while appreciated and meaningful to us, don't replace what it is that we've lost. Don't uh, take over the pain and the hurt that we've experienced. We can still remember what Job learned is that God is present and that God is at work. And that is the restoration, the real restoration. That this story offers. There are many of us. Who would consider ourselves good people. That have had some awful things happen to us. And if that hasn't happened for us. Then it may happen to us at some point in our lives. What Job learned. And what we might learn. Is that God still loves us when bad things happen. That God is still with us 
when bad things happen. And that God can still restore us when bad things happen. Thanks be to God. Amen.